on a Sunday night. You weren't sitting in watching Inspector Morse, were you? You was out there impregnating. I was impregnating and... Uh... Welcome to the Personal Jukebox, yeah, the Personal Jukebox <laughs> Podcast. My name is Simon, who like can't speak right now, and I'm joined on this episode by our old mate. It's been a while. It's been a while. It's Les. How you doing? Yeah, we're your family. <laughs> um, are you okay? Yeah. Am I'm I coming now. through really loud in your headphones now? Yeah. Yeah. But I'm not that bad now. I can't really hear my voice in my headphones. We'll drop. But it doesn't really matter. It's my voice. Yeah, that's all right. I can hear it in my head anyway. You can hear, you can hear, your home, you can hear the voices in your head. <laughs> Is life treating you okay? It's treating me all right-ish, I suppose. The the last time you were on was uh, the Guns N' Roses episode, wasn't it? Yes. See, that was a that was a much listened to episode. That was when, it? Yeah, yeah. The um, you know the fans out there, the yeah. fans really dig that episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I believe the time before that you were on with me, um, it was the Wild Hearts, wasn't it? Oh yeah, the fuck album. Yeah, so that was another good one. This time you're gonna have the delights of a chart, UK chart countdown from 1993. It's a great year that is. From March 1993 to be exact. 1993, man. What a time! What a time to be alive. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> what What was kind of your, you know, your thing? What What was going on in 1993? Oh. I was 16. So, you, I, so I would have been 16. Is that the year you left school? No, no, no. I left in 92. Okay, so yeah, yeah. I would have been, in March, I mm-hmm. would have been 16. But in the May, I turned 17. Um, okay. Yeah, just bumming about a bit. I mean... Learning uh, to drive, fucking well, around. Well, yeah, I learned I to drive and I passed my test in 93. Um, I lost my virginity in 1993. <laughs> Um, I, no, went, I, I went. I abroad. Really? I, yeah, I went abroad. Yeah, I went. I went abroad. Uh, somewhere really hot for the first time on okay. a plane in 1993. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I impregnated <laughs> my girlfriend in 1993. No shit, man. 93 was a big year for you. <laughs> it was, it? It was massive. <laughs> <laughs> and 1993. What kind of music were you, Les, listening to? Oh man, obviously Iron Maiden was always there, but Guns and Roses. Pantera, Sepultura, Life of Agony, Nirvana, Biohazard, oh, loads of shit. And, and Megadeth. Were you, were you aware of like what was going on, you know, in the uh, in the in the popular music charts as well? Yes, because I'd been left school a year, and I was I, I basically I didn't even have a summer's holiday when I left school. Mm. Uh, I left school on the Friday, and on the Monday I started bloody work. Oh no, shit! Yeah, I remember you saying that. I started years work ago, and yeah. I was in a garage, uh, valeting cars. Yes, yeah, um, that's right. And yeah. we had Radio One on. Yeah, Radio One was on from like when I got to work to half eight in the morning till five o'clock. That's so like I, golden I had, era. Uh, golden so, era. Yeah, in 1993, I had pop 
music shoved down my throat. <laughs> Pop music up so, the wazoo. So I reckon I'll know loads of these tunes yeah. that you're going to play. I reckon you'll know them. And like, 93, I was, oh God, what was I? I'm like three or four years younger than you and I. So no, about two years younger than me. I was right? definitely still at school. And I think 93 was the point where I probably went away from listening to shit, you know, like your stuff that you listen to. I don't know, like on your your now albums or the things of the time, and started really getting into like bands and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I can't say that I was that cool that I was there. Like when Nirvana came out, I wasn't. I wasn't on board straight away with Nevermind and everything. Oh, I was. I'm sure I went on a on a school holiday. Yeah, March '93. I would have gone on a school holiday. Um, I joined the queer, the choir. To um to go to Euro Disney with the school yeah and we just had to the only like thing was oh you've got to sing a couple of times as well for some French people so I joined the choir for that and I definitely remember phoning my next door neighbour Dave Ridgeway while I was there to find out what the WrestleMania results were no way yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like you could have a phone call home and everyone was phoning their mums or their dads and I was like okay it's my turn now and I found out I was like man man did Mr Perfect win at WrestleMania or what. <laughs> But yes, we'll we'll get into it. We're gonna hit the uh, the top twenty and all that kind of stuff. But as always, there's a few tracks which sit outside the top twenty. We'll uh, have a couple of these just to try and get the I don't know the feel of the time. Yeah. This one was at the sexy number itself, number sixty nine on the chart. See um see if you can remember this. It's uh it's not your traditional song. Any ideas? No. It was by a guy called, um, I think it's Barrington Feelong or Feilong. Big TV show at the time, and this was the um, the intro music for it. Oh, okay. Inspector Morse. No, really a Morse fan. <laughs> to be no. fair, oh, well, look, I can remember my mum and dad probably watching Inspector Morse. I mean, I got into Inspector Morse the flight. Oh, nah, nah. It was Bergerac. <laughs> I got into a bit later. Bergerac. <laughs> you weren't watching on a Sunday night. You weren't sitting in watching Inspector Morse, were you? You was out there impregnating. <laughs> I was impregnating and uh, yeah, yeah, and and, and being a, a general dick, really. <laughs> when I was uh, when I was sixteen, Cause, aren't we all? So if, if this is March, I was sixteen. Yeah. still a child, mate. Aren't we all a dick when we're sixteen? Mm. Have, have a listen to this one. The highest this got was number eight on the charts. It spent ten weeks overall on the top 75. This week it was at number 55. We got the the beloved with Sweet Harmony. This is another one of those songs that reminds me of the fair. Okay, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) See, I... I know this song now from listening to Absolute 90s all the time and they'll play this. 
on there. Um, but, man, at the time, I'm, I'm not aware of this at all. Are you not aware of this? No, no not then. Oh, I was, yeah. And yeah. I just thought it was just chart shit. Because yeah. I was heavily into my rock and metal. And I never played any of that on the radio. Where's the fucking guitars going on? Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, bit of a chorus, though, yeah. Mm-hmm. Bit, of a, bit of a catchy chorus. It's like, I don't know, if it feels like it's got the tail ends of, like, maybe the, the, the Manchester scene, but like a bit of, I don't know, a bit of Pet Shop Boise kind of stuff there. I, I, I don't know, I don't know a lot about The Beloved. I've never really studied this song that, that in that much depth, to be fair, because I just think it's a bit shit. <laughs> you know me, Si. <laughs> yes, if I don't it's... like it, it's shit, but <coughs> I can appreciate <laughs> Shit music. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. There's a, I might call it shit, but it's not really shit, is it? Nah, there's like there's this. Well, there. Is, I mean, there is shit, but there's, yeah, yeah. But the the, so the shit, shit, isn't there? Shit, um, you know, shit with uh, inverted commas yeah. or something. <laughs> uh, yeah. So we've had that one. Uh, the third one that we'll have before we get into the thing is this. This is well, a definite turn up for the books. Oh, what a tune. Yeah, it is a tune, isn't it? So what number did that get to? This week it was number 26. Um, this was the highest it got, and he spent three weeks on the uh, on the chart overall. Well, I helped it get there. Oh, did you have this? I bought this on 7-inch and 12-inch vinyl. Oh, no shit, OK. Yeah, man. Um, can you remember what the, uh, what the B-sides oh, or shit, shit were? I think it was Man in the Box. That, yeah, because Man in the Box was on the previous album, weren't it? Uh, I, don't, um, I can't remember, but I'm they sure would it was do Man in the Box, and I think it was live as well. Oh, okay, yeah. Man in the Box yeah. live, and on the 12-inch there was another one, and I can't remember what it was. No idea. <laughs> um, Alice in Chains, were you into Alice in Chains at this time? Yes. Yeah? Yeah. They were, I mean, they are my favourite out of the, the Seattle bands of well, the time. Well, Nirvana got that. They got Gold the bump, me. Yeah. They, it was Nirvana, um, then Alice in Chains, but it was mainly Nirvana, really. Mm, mm. I mean, I, I wasn't as into Alice in Chains as what you are. Mm, or were, were, yeah, 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 were, yeah. Um, I mean, I, I never really got into Soundgarden as much. Oh, I think was, I hated Soundgarden. Well, did you? Rusty Cage was the first song that I heard yeah. by Soundgarden, uh-huh. and I absolutely hated it. What I did you hate? The song, Rusty Cage. Oh, just the actual song? Oh, it was awful. Yeah. I hated it. And then because of Soundgarden, because of that song, um, and I even seen them, they opened up for Guns N' Roses at Main Road, and mm-hmm. um, I just wasn't impressed. But looking back now, 
I, I love that song, Rusty Cage. Brilliant. Oh, really? You've done a complete 180 yeah, on it now. Complete, I've done a 360 <laughs> on it, mate, and gone back again. It's a tune. Yeah, I don't know. They just never really clicked with me. They've definitely got some some good good songs. But, yeah, I'm surprised on this chart that we don't see more of, the, of that kind of guitar sound because there ain't loads, I tell you, on this. Well, I know there's not because I used to listen to... Radio 1, and you was lucky if you heard Def Leppard, Let's Get Rocked. Yeah. yeah, And that was as hard and heavy as it went. (laughs) I think, especially in that era, if you were into that music, you weren't pissing around with the singles the majority of the time. It was more an album buying clientele, weren't it? Like, people were getting the albums, really. Yeah. Yeah, but it was also about the time as well where... You know, because oh, it was about '94 when it went Offspring kicked up with Smash, uh, and yeah. Self Esteem come out, yeah. and Green Day, yeah, 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 Dookie, yeah. Basket Case. That really is when they started playing heavier stuff, mainstream. What on the on Radio One? Well, right now Radio One was a bit later, wasn't it? Because like, I remember about the early 2000s with Limp Biscuit. God, it was all heavy shit on Radio One. Mm-hmm. It went yeah. really heavy. Yeah, yeah. For a couple of years. Yeah, it did. I mean, it was fucking mega, mega popular. Like the, um, I don't know, 2000, 2001, yeah. I think it was, it was like, a WrestleMania theme tune, wasn't that, it? My Way. That one, yeah. Um, Limp, Limp were number one, weren't they? Was it Rolling? Was yeah, like, Rolling. The Undertaker come out to yeah, Rolling. He did, as well. yeah. Yeah, I think it was like the, the January of 2001. That was like really a peak. Everybody always says that the, the new metal bands were massive and then 9 11 happened. And it's like fucking, it just affected all them new metal bands at the time. I said to you earlier, I saw Limp Biscuit about three weeks ago um, in Manchester. Fantastic show, they're fucking great live. Yeah. Really good. Uh, Fred was on form. The, it, was a, it was a decent, actually, atmosphere in there. There were so many people smoking weed in there, though. Really? Yeah, like so many. Um, even like when, when Fred comes out, it was like... Uh, he says, is this weed legal in Manchester? <laughs> you could just, it was just in the air. But yeah, it was a good gig, man. They were uh, they were very good. I was I was quite happy. It, it was a good job as well, because it had been postponed like twice. Neil, who I went with, he had to get a train from um, oh South Coast. It was basically like Bournemouth or something up to Manchester. <sighs> and then the day before, or a couple of days before he was going to come up, something's happened where somebody had hit a bridge in Oxford... So all the trains were diverting. You couldn't go through Oxford Station or anything. Oh. So from where he was on the south coast, he had to go to London, to London, Euston, and then come all the way up to Manchester. Oh. Man, bless his fucking wife, Charlotte, for putting up with that, because they were on holiday, and he came away for like a day to come, <laughs> and, to come and see a gig, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> but yes, very good, very good. I'm, uh, I can report that they were actually good. Oh, excellent. So, yes. Glad you enjoyed it. Yes, yes, yes. What was the last gig that you saw? It was Biffy Clyro in November. Okay, yeah. They're still, like, you know, um, I bet we're talking 10-plus years ago now, you know, when they were massive and always on the radio. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I've really listened to anything of them since then. But I didn't realise that they were still as big as they are, like they were headlining Download a couple of years ago, weren't they? Yeah, in all all fairness, that was when Biffy was at their best, wasn't it? And then, was was it Ellipsis? They had a few good songs on, but after that, they just sort of like died off a bit, in my, mm. yeah, you know, in my opinion. But my daughter loves them, you see, so yeah. I treated her for her eighteenth birthday. 
It's a decent so, present, uh, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. But that song, um, The Captain, that was like yeah, fucking yeah. everywhere. I know. Like everywhere, wasn't it? Yeah. Like loads of radio stations would play that. Um, right, should we get into this top 20? Go on, then. This first bit's going to be a bit of a slog. I'm not going to lie to you. And you may be thinking, what year am I doing? I, I, am I going to be saying shit a lot? I think you are over the first bit, yeah. <laughs> Do you know who it is, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, you do? Yeah. Is it level 42? No. No. <laughs> Let's get the chorus, there we go. Right, I know the song, but I don't know. I would have swore, I would have bet my house yeah. that this was level 42. No, it's Hue and Cry. Oh my god. Hue and Cry, a lab- Labour of Love 93. Originally, it was released in 1987 when it got to number six on the chart. Yeah. Uh, this was the highest it got this time around. It was released to promote they'd got a best of basically coming out. So, yeah. Hue and Cry. I mean, what the fuck do you know about Hue and Cry? I know he's a good bass player. Yeah. Bloody hell, listen to it. Oh, yeah, that yeah. That bass riff. Yeah, 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 definitely. There's some fantastic the, the instrumentation. The tight as fuck. You don't get, you know, now. Oh, God, here we go into old man land now. But now you don't get um, this kind of band, especially in the charts, fucking hell. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you don't get... Um, Oh, like a band who whose sole thing is, fucking hell, we're really good at playing our instruments and we can uh, write a hook. Uh, that just doesn't happen, like at all now. It's all cunting Ed Sheeran and... Um, God, right, now this is going to come out, this episode will come out in mm, end of May, early June, uh, and three or four episodes ago I was saying, oh, Miley Cyrus's number one single, and it's still there, like now I think, it's uh, like fucking... I think if it is number one for one more week or two more week, it'll overtake um, Brian Adams and oh, Wet Wet Wet. really? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Um, yeah, Hugh and Cry, though, who were they? Well, I don't know, but that's, this, this is one of them songs that back in 93 I would have gone shit. Yeah. And now you listen to it, it's just a bit shit in it. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's got a good catchy chorus and it's that they, hook they in can, the chorus they yeah. can play the instruments score that yeah yeah yeah, yeah so, definitely. Um, yeah much appreciation for Hugh and Cry but who the fuck are they that was what I was going to say I was going to say what are their names I don't even fucking know are I'm they gonna... sort of like do they look a little bit like Terence Trent Derby tall black dudes no I don't no. think so that's what our picture was to be you I imagine Millie Vanilli <laughs> <laughs> no they're like funky white guys oh, right. oh, they're both bald they look a bit like um like a slightly more rock right said Fred. Well, you know what I mean? He looks like PK, actually. They're Scottish. <clears throat> um, Scottish guys. Um, let's have a look. Pat Kane and Greg Kane. Are they brothers? Yeah. So why were they called Hugh and Croy? Huh? I don't know. No, neither do I. That was their biggest hit. Um, yeah. Fuck knows then. 
I don't know. I don't know. It doesn't say <laughs> why they made their name. How they made their name. But yeah, Hugh and Cry, uh, Scottish pop duo. The charts love the Scottish pop duo. Oh, who loves, everybody loves a Scottish pop duo, <laughs> don't they? <laughs> yeah, they do. And it's really weird. I didn't know that they were Scottish. And the next one we're going to hear, these are Scottish, and they're the same kind of thing, a band who, I don't know, play their instruments. They can play their stuff well. But I know nothing about these cunts. I can remember seeing their CDs in uh, discount bins. And, you know, like when they'd be selling CDs off for a pound or stuff in HMV or or Virgin or Music Junction. You'd always see these guys' CDs. Okay, so the band is Big Country. I've heard of Big Country. Yeah, yeah, I'd heard the, the name. I, was, I couldn't have told you who it was. Nah. But that's all right, that is, you know. It's, it's, it's basically what Brian Adams was doing at the same time, isn't it? Yeah. But I, I, I like a bit of early yeah. Brian Adams, early 90s Brian Adams. Like that, the, the main riff is a bit runtier. You know, it's a bit, anyway. Yeah, Scottish duo. This is alone by them. This is the highest it got. It was a lead single from their sixth album. Uh, apparently their biggest hit is a song called In A Big Country. I don't know. I, don't know. I did listen to it, actually, and I, and I went, oh, yeah, I do know that song. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. You don't get bands like this. This is what I was saying. 93, man. In, in my head, I had, oh, 93's all, like, fucking... Um, you know, when the ragga thing became big. You know, yes. like, um, oh, shit, like, fucking... Like on a ragga tip. No, not even that. Like, shit, like, um, oh, cross like Shakadimus and Pliers. Oh. And, uh, and Shaggy and things like that. Yeah. You know, when that was, like, massive. Yeah. Every cunt who weren't into um, rock music or guitar music was into that, weren't they? Like, the Chavs nowadays. That's yeah. what uh, that's what their bag was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I tried to keep. Sorry. Go on, I tried to keep away from it, really, because I was just so deep into Sepultura and fucking Slayer <laughs> <laughs> that, that I just let all this shit brush over my fucking head. Yeah, big country. Um, yeah, I don't know. But I'll, that's it, all right. It's tune. Yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd give that six out of. Ten, I reckon. Yeah, yeah, it's nothing. It's. I was, I was nodding my head to it at the beginning. So. This is probably the tail end of. Do you remember in the mid to late eighties and definitely into the nineties, you had the whole Stock Aitken Waterman. Oh yes. Um, I don't know, Music House or yes. whatever you'd call it. Have a bit of this. Actually, we can talk over the intro because it's. I don't know. Shit. Jazz bar, um, well, not even jazz bar, is it wine bar, piano? Yeah, stock hiking and waterman. I mean, when I first got into music, that light was my bag because it was probably 
acts like Kylie and um, Jason and fucking all that kind of thing, which first piqued my interest as a young little Simon. Yeah. You were already old, too old then, weren't you? It was not cool. Put it like, well, when when Kylie hit the scene in was it eight seven eighty eight with I should be so lucky. Yeah, I'm guessing so. Yeah. Man, I bought that seven inch single. I should be so lucky. Yeah. Yeah. And I've just admitted that. Yeah. Yeah. What a wanker I am. I, d- I def I never had I should be so lucky, but I definitely definitely had a second single. The locomotion. And I had that as well. Yeah, the locomotion. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely have that. I have the album, so I want and, to, and what, definitely what? the um, remember the duet with Jason as well. Oh yeah, especially I, for you. I grew up then, <laughs> and my sister bought that. <laughs> yeah, because your sister's like she's a year younger nah, than me. She, uh, is she not in your year? Nah, nah. I think she's like a year she's younger a year, than me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. In prime for her and her and me. Then we fucking we loved a bit of Kylie and Jason. Well, I loved a bit of Kylie and Jason until about May 1988 when I found Iron Maiden, and that was it. And that was it. They I fucking ruined it for you. <laughs> Mate, I just stopped listening to shit music then. Yeah. Um, yeah, what do you think about this, son? Is, this, I, is I, this shit? I know the song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's shit. Yeah. Okay, so it's West End featuring Sybil with The Love I Lost. Uh, it was a Stock Aitken and Waterman production. A cover of the Harold Melvin and the Blue Notes from 1973. Uh, I don't know. I don't know either. See, they can't even write their own fucking songs. This got to number three at, at its peak. Oh, yeah, but you know, like, who, the general public are fucking idiots, aren't they? Let's be honest. <laughs> but your listeners aren't. <laughs> your, <laughs> of course. Your listeners are mint. Because we know right from wrong. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah. I'll be honest with you, for the next one, I, I don't think it gets... Well, it, I suppose it does get a little bit better, but um, not mega better. Massive artist, and I'm telling you, I did not know this song. That's not who I thought it was. Okay, so we've got Madonna with Bad Girl. Yes, I was going to say Madonna. I was going to say it sounds like a Madonna song. Yeah, um, I wasn't aware of this. This was off the Erotica album, which I was aware of. Um, was that the time when she was when she put out the sex book and did In Bed with Madonna? Uh, I don't know, but wasn't that the when she did? No, that was the Blonde Ambition tour when she did the masturbation scene, wasn't it? Um, it was about 91, wasn't it? That's on, that, that's on the In Bed With Madonna um, film. Because I can definitely remember watching that film with my mum. Yeah. And like, that scene came on. And I'm sat there on the sofa thinking, what's going on? Like, not <laughs> yeah. knowing. And my mum's like, oh, I don't know why she's got to do that. And I can remember saying, oh, no, that's too far. And I'm like, I don't really get what's going on. Because I didn't. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. 
I tell you what, though, I did think. Um, what have you ever thought of Madonna? Um, like, like, uh, and, and uh, uh, okay, I'm gonna give you my honest opinion <clears throat> now. Um, it, it actually it was in 1993. It was when I went to Gran Canaria, mm. right, and um, I took my Walkman and I got like a few tapes together, and um, like a bell end at the last minute. I fucking forgot my tapes. Oh no! So we were landing in Grand Canaria, mm. and I've got like a Walkman with no tape. None at all. <clears throat> what a twat! Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a silly mistake. Oh, what yeah. an absolute knobhead! Not even one inside the stereo. Oh. What was I thinking? What a mistake to make, huh? So when we got to Grand Canaria, there wasn't any like. Our prices or record junctions <laughs> no, or anything, and no, I'm no, like, what the fuck? <laughs> so we go into these seaside shops. Yeah. And, oh, there's a few types over there, and one of them was a fucking Madonna album. <sighs> what, one of the early, early ones? Or? Well, yeah, because it was 93, <clears throat> and I think it was... That song was on it, I'm sure it was. And so I just listened to that Madonna album every okay. day, all day, every day for two fucking weeks. No why? that was a bit of a... Yeah, that was it. And I, I ended up enjoying it at the end. I listened to it that much. <laughs> it just beat you down. Yeah. <laughs> I tell you what, on the on the cover, that's probably peak Madonna, I think. Like picture wise. Yeah. I I'd say so. She was definitely going for the the fuck look, weren't she? Yeah, well she was when she came on the scene in the uh, in, in like the eighties. See, did you think she was? Did you think she was going for the fuck look then? Well, she was. I don't know. It was. She was. Yeah, I'd say she probably was. Yeah. I, I, I always had her as like I don't know, like the girl next door kind of look. Then, the, well, the the like city girl next door. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't she, know. She 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 looked like she was trying to be the girl next door, but like when you actually got out, she like was just. <laughs> Like you know, she was right, Philpy. Is that what you're trying to say? She basically, I called <laughs> basically on the estate. I called her she fucks. <laughs> like, like we knew a girl, yes, on our estate, didn't we? And uh, I can't remember. Her name was Kelly something. <laughs> And um, we oh, used to call her she fox. I can remember coming out the spa on Lawnswood and you were sat in the car with somebody and you were like, that's she fox over there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> yeah, Madonna Bad Girl, the highest to go was 10. It was the first Madonna song ever to not make the top 30 in America. All right. I watched the video as well. The video's got Christopher Walken in it. Um, right, yeah. Ma- Madonna is like... Um, Oh God! Very, very apt for like nowadays kind of thing. She was a like on a self-destructive tear, waking up, going on the piss, smoking too many fags, getting into trouble. And Christopher Walken plays like the guardian angel, who sort of uh, assists her or helps her through the trials and tribulations. That's not ringing any bells. No, no, I'd never seen it until the last couple of weeks. Everything probably changes at this moment on the podcast. I can't believe you played this side, but oh, neither can I. (laughs) 
making their debut on the Personal Jukebox podcast. With Fear of the Dark live. A live track in the, the top 20. The greatest band to ever grace the planet Earth. Man, is, it, is this where Coldplay got it from, is it? The whole... Oh. Yes. <laughs> Iron Maiden. Um, this is kind of half the reason why we're doing this chart. Iron Maiden. The great Iron Maiden discussion. Oh, it's been It's been primed up for a long, long time. Uh, this got to number eight on the chart. It, it didn't young around for three weeks, but I think metal bands always suffered from that. Everybody bought the singles the first week, you know what I mean, if they wanted yeah. them. The album that this was off debuted at number one. Um, it was... Uh, fans considered it... Well, this was Fear of the Dark, sorry, not the live version. Fans considered that it was far superior to the previous album, No Prayer for the Dying, which wasn't received as well. Um, is it right? No Prayer for the Dying was the first album that I actually waited for. So when I got into Maiden in 88, yeah. I bought Seventh Son, and then I went out and bought all the whole back catalogue, so I was eagerly awaiting um, No Prayer for the Dying. Yes. So I loved it, mm-hmm. and I love Fear of the Dark, but this is off a real live one, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. This I, I believe, was it from the previous year's Donington? Is that what the single version was? Uh, yeah, this is from Donington 92. Yeah. Um, and I bought this on 7-inch picture disc cut-out vinyl. So it wasn't actually 7-inch. The record was 7-inch, mm-hmm. but like, it stuck out at the top and all that. It was cut out and it was Eddie like, on a bike or something. Oh, really? Flag. Yeah, yeah. What, so it was like impossible to play? No, in, you could play it. Bought no, you sense. Could, no, you could play it, Yeah, but you'd... It'd play fine, but it was like a seven inch record, if you know what I mean. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, from sorry, from live at down Donington ninety two. Yeah. Um have you got that album? I, I did have it. I brought I, I had to sell my whole record collection when I uh I remember you saying I was that yeah. many years ago. The the album now is apparently out of print, so it's like super valuable, that Donington live album. I think we had that discussion about oh it was appetite we? yeah. <laughs> on the last one, yeah. Yeah, yeah. This was the last album that they did with Bruce until two thousand as well, is yes, that right? That's right, yeah. Right. Hang on, let's just have a listen to this for one second, then we'll come back for a for a bit of discussion now. Let's let's talk some Iron Maiden. Yeah. Did you say they're your favourite ever band? Yeah. They are. Yeah. Just fool's fool's question here. Why? Uh, <laughs> you know what? Just what 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 is the Iron Maiden thing? Because you know I'm not an Iron Maiden fan. Yeah. I think uh, right. I think what it is is that that was the first heavy metal band that I'd, I'd ever listened to. It all started in my last year at primary school. You see, because. Obviously, I was 12 when I went up mm-hmm. to the big school, not 11 like yeah. it is now. And um, it was the, the last year of primary school. We went away for an adventure week with the school. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Went yeah, to yeah. Butlins. Yeah. Oh, to and, Butlins? Yeah, yeah. Oh, shit. Butlins in, uh, yeah. in, in, I think it was uh, Dewporth in, um, no, Patheli mm-hmm. in Wales. Yes. 
And my mum says, you can either have £5 spending money to take <laughs> with you. Which would have been well enough, wouldn't it? Well, it'd be all right, but I knew secretly that if I took the second option, I'd get a fiver anyway to take with me. <laughs> right? And the second option was I could buy a tape for my Walkman. Okay, yeah. So I went legging it, we went shopping at Asda, and mm. I went legging it to the records section, and I'd just seen the album, Seventh Son of a Seventh Son. And Is I that just, the I, one you wanted? I, well, no, I just looked at the album. I just oh. looked at the artwork, Eddie, all yeah, 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 crumbling yeah, yeah. away, and I just thought, wow, Iron Maiden. Wow. Like, that I, looks cool that kind looks, of thing. That yeah. looks oh, cool. Oh, so you weren't a Maiden fan? No. No, oh, okay. Never heard yeah. of Iron Maiden. Didn't, oh, okay. didn't know what music they were or anything mm. like that. I just liked the album cover. Yeah. So I took it, yeah. bought it, got back home, played it, and it fucking melted my face off. <laughs> <laughs> and I just, I just got on my bike yeah. and I rode up to PK's. Yeah. PK, listen to this. <laughs> fucking listen to this. Played in the album. He's like, what the fuck? The next day, we buy a number of the Beast, Killers. You, okay. And that, is, that was it. I just stopped listening to Michael Jackson. Oh, yeah, yeah, because you said I, that you were a Jacko uh, fan before, yeah. And that was it. My life was Iron Maiden for the next two years. So they, they were your turning point band? Yeah, yeah. 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 I owe it all to Maiden. No way. I can't speak highly enough of Maiden. They're the best. See, I'm not a Maiden fan, obviously, but... I mean, I'm I'm not going to sit here and knock fucking Maiden's playing, as we've said about the other guys before. My problem, half of it always comes with... I I wasn't the biggest fan of Bruce. Yeah. I always thought he looked like a right smug bastard on every single picture that's ever been taken (laughs) of him. Like, he's done something, like, just that he thinks he's ace. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. (laughs) I can see why people think he's a bit of a dick. Well, it always used to be... He is a bit of a dick at times. When when I started buying, like, rock and metal magazines, they weren't together. So... Oh, it was the Blaze era. It was the Blaze era. And there'd always be stories about Bruce, like, fucking flying his plane, like, sitting in a cockpit, being... Just with that fucking smug look on his face. And, yeah, I don't know, I just... I don't... I can't actually put it into words. Why? They've never clicked with me. I I don't like... This is the thing, actually, and I think me and Gazza spoke about it on a previous episode. Bands like... um, Like, fucking Dio was a cunt for this as well. And other, like, metal or rock bands of that era. And Zeppelin were bastards for it as well. You know, like, the... Kind of ye oldiness of the lyrics, right? Do you know what I mean? There's a story being told here, and, and, but I can. But conversely, I can see why. If you're into that, then fucking that's like the best thing. I mean, I've answered so many questions right on the chase because of Iron Maiden lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> what year did Alexander the Great defeat the bloody truck? Yeah, three three four BC, mate. <laughs> Oh god! Um, have you seen the One Percent Club? Uh, have you seen that one? It's on. It's on on a Saturday night. I think. Um, what's his name? The comedian. He does uh, not going out. Oh, Lee Mack. Lee Mack. He hosts it. Yes, I have seen it, and I thought it was shit. So, well, I hadn't never seen it until last week, and I played along, and I reckon I would have got to the five percent question. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. and I bet everybody thinks that. You know, all around, everywhere, but um. I reckon I would have done definitely, and it would have been me against this chap and this wench, and I wouldn't have got the winning one. I fucking wouldn't have had that one. But I do love a TV quiz show. 
Well, well, like a question answering, where you're actually testing people's intelligence, not just like, uh, like stupid questions. Yeah, I mean, when, see, when I get back from work, yeah, the telly's on and Tipping Point will be on, and then the fucking chase. I don't mind Tipping Point at uh, all. Yeah, it's all right, man. Well, it's not all right. It's, it's all right, man. It's all right. It's watchable, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. The chase has... I mean, has the chase become too much of a thing now? I don't know. I, don't, I mean, the, all the chase people are all celebs in their own right, aren't they? The chasers. Oh, yeah. The, the fucking hell, wasn't the one woman in... Like, I'm a celeb a couple of years ago. Are you are you um, watching the new series of I'm a Celebrity? No. Do you not watch it? I did watch it for a few... Well, I did it's, watch it's, it. It's almost like legends now, though. Yeah, but it's, it's, it lost its appeal to me about seven years ago. It's all been done, and I've seen it all before, and fuck off. I do think the, the normal series of it, of, uh, like, Lindsay will watch it, and I'm not paying attention. But I do think this one, I don't know if... Because it's all pre-recorded and it's edited better... Um, and maybe there's more, oh man, big names, the, the, the fucking things are coming out. Um, I'm quite enjoying it, actually, now. I'm missing Britain's Got Talent tonight to be here, you know what I mean? You don't want to watch Amanda Holden on the TV? No. no. Not really? No, 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 no fucking love for Amanda Holden in the room? No. <laughs> so, what? what's the TV watching, like, now? What, what, what are you watching on the TV at the moment? Uh, nothing, because I'm here talking yeah, to no, you. Yeah, no, I, I don't mean... <laughs> Silly bollocks. Hang on one second. Could I have another drink, please? Are you um, much like Gaz Davis, somebody who doesn't watch anything on, on like, the streaming services, neither? Thank My you. day today, telly, consists of when I get back from work, tipping point in the chase, then central bloody news, <laughs> or Midlands today, yeah. then the ITV international news, because I refuse to watch BBC news. Yeah, BBC uh, was never on in my house as a kid. And then, depending on time, I'll either start playing my guitar upstairs for a bit or I might watch Emmerdale Farm. I'm fully up to date on what is going on in Emmerdale Farm. You love a bit of my mum. loves a bit of Emmerdale, yeah. That's like a soap of choice, yeah. Well, it's the only soap that my missus watches, as you see, so, mm. um, so I, I know what's going on in Emmerdale Farm. <laughs> <laughs> and then... When that's finished, we'll normally flick it over and put the antique programmes on, like your antiques road trip. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like yeah. See, see, I like um, any of them kind of shows. Like, I, I fucking... I can sit there some night. You know, like, if you can't find something and the missus has gone to sleep, I can tell I've got probably about 40 minutes before I'm going to be asleep as yeah. well. And I'll flick porn stars or... Right, I used to watch a bit of Gold Rush when we went round Lewis. Gold Rush? And... I never, no, I've never heard of Gold Rush. But yeah, should we get should we get back onto Iron uh, Maiden? Well, yeah, yeah. Back onto Iron Maiden. 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 Yeah, so they they faves, yeah. Oh yeah. If somebody's out there and they're saying Iron Maiden, I want to listen to Iron Maiden. Give me three big touchstones that you've got to take in. Three songs. Oh, right. You're not saying there's so many. But I've got to. Yeah. Um, <laughs> early Iron Maiden. You've got to listen to Hallowed Be Thy Name. I'm aware of Hallowed Be Thy Name. It's 1982. <clears throat> it's Bruce's first album. It is just an absolute cork. They play it at every show, pretty much. I, I didn't realise that he was the original lead singer as well. He wasn't the original lead singer. Oh, no, no. No, I didn't uh, realise that. No. And yeah. then, really... Pick something mid-career, pick something late-career. Yeah, that, that, that's what I'm trying to do. Yeah. 
So I think you've got to say, uh, we'll say the evil that men do. Okay. And on the the latest stuff, different world. Okay, so any potential budding people who've never... I'll be honest, I haven't really ever given them a real shot, but I've, I've probably heard enough now. I'm 45 now, I'm not fucking changing my mind, am I? You know what I mean? I did have a message off somebody once um, that gave me a list of bands. Oh, can you, do, would you do episodes on this, 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 this? And I made them as one of them. Now, another one that they, they suggested in the same episode was Green Day. And I thought, oh, you're probably the guy to speak to about a Green Day episode. Well, early Green Day. Sort yeah. Of, I sort of lost interest with them about after after Nimrod. Oh, did you? Yeah. Oh, after Nimrod, yeah. Yeah. I did like American Idiot. Yeah. But everything after that was a bit shit. Um, yeah, there you go, Iron Maiden. Um, and as much a change that was from the song before, how about this one? I was saying about Chavs at the time and what they were listening to. Probably a bit of this. Man, this reminds me of fucking Kingsman for Juve Club. (laughs) (laughs) The Blue Lamp Discos. (laughs) The Blue Lamp Discos? Yeah, the police. The the Kingsman for Police. Yeah. They used to put on a disco at the um, the, the Juve Club. Oh, mate. Fucking ace. Sticky fingers. Sticky fingers. Fishy (laughs) fishy fingers. (laughs) <laughs> Loads of illegal underage drinking. And yes. The police was there. The coppers was there, man. I'm just allowing it, man. It was fucking. It was ice. It was ice, man. And then just ended up pissed up over the sand all over the back. <laughs> It was the third single released by E17, and this was actually the one that probably hit them. Uh, it was their first top five hit. Uh, this week is at number 15. Ten weeks on the chart. I mean, E17 in there. In some ways, like the forgotten boy band of the 90s, aren't they? Um, I haven't forgotten. No, I haven't forgotten, because I was there. I, so, I, mean, yeah. I mean, they had that massive, massive single in day 96. Yeah. Number one, Stay, was it? Yeah. Um, and, you know, they've had some big hits, so they really Yeah, big. yeah, yeah, of course they uh, have, yeah. So I've got to disagree with what you say about them being forgotten, really. <laughs> <laughs> Have some of that, <laughs> and, but still, but still, the funniest thing about E17 is Brian Harvey running himself Putting over himself with his own over, car. What a twat! But you know something, <laughs> I thought what a bell end. But I didn't mind him on the jungle because I used to watch it when he went in the jungle. He was on the first one, wasn't he? Was it the first one? Either the first or the second series, I think. Yeah. Hey, uh, come across all right, but he did turn into a bit of a knob towards the end, and he didn't he walk out off. He walked through? out because I can remember. He cried over some day. Yeah, he. There was a clip of him, wasn't there? And he was saying, oh, I thought there'd be fucking people handing you pizzas like, off the side and stuff so you could get through. <laughs> Man, I mean, come on. <laughs> what a bellend. Um, talking of Limp Biscuit earlier, surely a lot of the um, the same style things, Fred Durst, Brian Harvey, the big puffered coats, the caps, the... Um, well, he used to wear his cap like fucking right on his head, like... He used to wear it like Paulie G. I tell you what, this era, there was a lot of guys who were walking around fucking wearing their caps like that, weren't there? Yes. And and 
anybody who'd got probably hair below your below your ears, shall we say, was thinking, look at that. And it, we'll put it like this, this era, anybody who had hair that come below their ears usually wore a bandana. Because <laughs> I did. You did wear a bandana. I wore yes. a bandana for about four years. Man, okay, it was good enough for Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Well, yeah. Axel Rose and his yeah. wife, me, like. <laughs> So earlier on, we had a Hue and Cry re-release from 1987. Uh, the track at number 14 is a re-release as well, but from well, man, twice it's been released: 79 originally, and Sledge with Lost in Music. I don't know why, because it weren't like for a best of or anything like that, so I don't know why it was um, out again. Maybe it was an advert or something. Remember in the 90s when songs were on adverts, they'd get into the charts, wouldn't they? Yeah. Sister Sledge, I mean, they're just this band, and then the guys out of Sheep come along. What is it, Niles? Um, oh, fuck no. Niall Rogers and Bernard Edwards, weren't it, who were in Sheik, and then made all these other bands sound exactly like them. Yeah. With the... I mean, fucking hell, it worked, man. They sold millions of records. But, yeah, Sister Sledge, Lost in Music, Thoughts? Motown. Well, yeah, kind of... Well, yes, Sister Sledge definitely were that kind of band, weren't they? Uh, this, this, this is a Radio 2 song, this is... I, I listened to Radio 2 the other day, and I thought it had changed, actually. Although I listen to it most days. Do you? Yeah, yeah. From, from, the, from the last time I would have intentionally listened to it a decade ago, it seems like it's really changed. It's like probably playing music for like kind of our kind of age. That's what it's aimed at. You got yeah. you got Radio One, which is aimed from seven, from seventeen to thirty-two year olds, isn't it? Really? Is it that? Yeah. Is it that old? Do you reckon? Well, yeah. It's like your club eighteen, thirteen. T- that's <laughs> the, that's the age they target. Yeah, yeah. And then so like thirty to forty year olds, they're in a bit of a limbo, aren't they? They don't know what they want. And then when you're at your forties, you slide into Radio Two, and it, it's just <laughs> perfect. It's weird because the DJs have like transported across as well, haven't they? It's basically Radio One from 25 years ago. Like I know Scott Mills is on there and Sarah Cox and and Zoe Ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like all the 90s, early to mid 2000s DJs are over there now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was quite impressed actually with Radio. I thought the tracks I played on Radio Two was actually all right. It was it was yeah. much better listening than a Radio One yeah, or definitely. something like that. Uh, but going back to the song, yes, shit. <laughs> See, I don't think this is shit. I do. Yeah. Did but you never like? Um, did you never fancy a, or have a night out in flares in like the the ni- late nineties or early two thousands? No. Have you, have you never liked a bit of like seventies? A bit of disco. Well, yeah, the Bee Gees. Bee Gees. I, I like the Bee Gees, but um, don't like anything else. Nah, not really. <laughs> well, if you didn't like that, I can't imagine that you're going to like this next track. I'll be honest with you. It is nothing like it, but um, big at the time. Ah, I don't
So at number 13 we've got KD Lang with Constant Craving. Uh, this was another one, it was released the previous year originally. Got, then it got to number 52 on this run around, it got to 13 which we're at now. Yeah. Mm. She seemed to be like one of those people around this early 90s period who would always be um, like winning say Grammys or shit like that I'm thinking KD Lang was she like one of the first well not one of the first out musicians but she was definitely um, a lesbian <laughs> I've never really thought about it was it a constant craving for what I don't know no. I can picture her in my head and she does look a bit of a lesbian, don't I? <laughs> well, no, she is. Like, literally, she is a lesbian. <laughs> to be honest, there were so many other, like, bands. You know, like, shit like Counting Crows. They were basically doing this same kind of music. Weren't they? I, I, I really, really hated the music back in 1993. Did you not I like did, this uh, kind of... Um... No, man. It, I was forced to listen to it, when I? Yeah. At work. Yeah. Unless I put my headphones in, but I was giving through batteries like ten a penny, like you know. What There's I mean? no rechargeable. Um, well, there was. The, the was. There was no iPods. But the rechargeable ones didn't last as long. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So. Um, yeah. See, when what year did you, did you see? I've never bought an iPod. I've had an iPhone, obviously, but um, you know the days before you said before about having a Walkman. I can remember yeah. having a Walkman. I never had a Discman. No, nor did I. I just had Walkmans. And I never had a mini disc player. Nah. Nah. Um, but yeah, fucking. Cadillac Constant Craving, yay or nay? Uh, it's, it's, it's listenable. I'd, I'd rather listen to this one than the previous. Okay. One of them songs, if I'd hear in the truck at work, I'd make up deliberately wrong lyrics to it. Do you want to have a stab at it now? No, not really. <laughs> Got it in the right frame of mind. Okay, number 12. So this song has come up before on the podcast. Uh, we got swayed with Animal Nitrate. Wow, I can only imagine in 1993, especially, you were fucking not on the swayed bandwagon. They were probably the heaviest, apart from Def Leppard, they're probably the heaviest stuff that they played on the radio. So I did try and like it. Mm. But nah, not really. They were like, you know, the one of the... <sighs> Were they like one of the original Britpop bands? Or? I suppose you could say that was there with Pulp, couldn't you? Yeah, I'm guessing. Pulp a yeah. bit earlier. Yeah, oh, well, Pulp, I mean, Pulp, they were doing like a peel session in the like 70s or no, or 81, is it? Something like that. Oh, I don't know. Pulp did a peel session, but um, but Suede were definitely, yeah, I mean, I wasn't into them. I always looked, I just didn't like the look of um, Brett Anderson. 
Oh, yeah, that stupid hairstyle, you know, that <laughs> quid, yeah. the right cunt. He, he was very effeminate as well, wasn't he? Yeah, well, there's nothing wrong with that. No, no, but he was, he was, he, I'm thinking of me in 93, looking at him and being, yeah. it's a different time. But a bit like Brian Mulko. Yeah, 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 yes, yes, but, um, androgynous, is that yes, the word? Yeah, yeah. I suppose, yeah. Now, I don't mind some swide songs, actually. Nah, not not tickling nah. your balls. Got, got a funny story actually. Okay, okay, yeah. It's, in, in, it's about Ning. Okay, yeah. But like Ning will stick to his guns and say that I ain't bothered. I ain't bothered. <laughs> I ain't bothered. Oh Ning, you're gonna be listening back to this, so yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We uh, we went to Reading in '96. Yes. And um, Swade was headlining on the main stage on the Saturday night. Okay, yeah. Main, main headlining night, isn't it, really, the Saturday night, yeah? Well, he could have been... Yeah, it was Saturday, definitely yeah. the Saturday, yeah. Yeah, so off he went with Lee and a few others to watch Swade. Me, PK and Edges, and like, we ain't having that. We ain't watching fucking Swade and fucking shit. So we fucking walking round and we found the Vans tent, right? We got in there. As in the shoes? Vans, yeah, yeah the Vans yeah. skate yeah. shoes, right? This fucking band was playing. Fuck me, mate. The pit was enormous. It was brutal. The band was sick of it all. Oh, uh, we okay, got yeah. straight in the pit, man. We fucking hell, we was getting our heads kicked in. <laughs> right? <laughs> then they went off. Then the headliners come on. Pennywise. Oh, fucking um, Pennywise. Sorry. Oh, man, the place absolutely erupted. And we just got absolutely... Battered. It was brilliant. You know, Penny it was fucking ice. Pennywise are about I couldn't tell you a Pennywise song right now, yeah. But I've heard like listening to other podcasts and stuff like that, people really like write Pennywise. Tell me a Pennywise song. Um All or Nothing. Mm, let's have a look. Let's have a look. Fuck authority. Fuck authority. I feel like I need to listen to um Pennywise Essentials. Oh, it's literally the first one. Well, Here we go. <laughs> Straight away, straight away, I can see why that was far more well, your bag. Well, yeah. just imagine, I don't know, say 2,000 skinheads with no tops on, just fucking going mental at the front of the stage. We was in the middle of that. It's, it's very, fucking um... Fucking ice, man. Like, ne- looking at it through, like, 2023 years, listening to it through 2023 years, it's very, like, pop punk and all kind of stuff, isn't it, yeah? It's, it's very it's fast, it's heavy. This is the point in the episode where my phone's told me that my volume should be turned down. (laughs) (laughs) Looking through their tracks, you've got Fight Till You Die, Alien, Never Gonna Die, Yeah, um, Victim of Reality, Revolution, Homesick Final Chapters, yeah, um, don't know, man. I'm, I'm oh, a nice, major man. blind spot for me, Seriously. yeah? Seriously. Well, yeah. Anyway, anyway, we come out nursing our wounds and bloodied noses. Mm. Met up with Ning and that. I was swayed. Oh, yeah, they were fucking awesome. Fuck you, man. We've just <laughs> seen sick of it all in Pennywise. They were <laughs> fucking mental. His jaw dropped, man. But now he says, oh, yeah, he ain't bothered. Well. He says, he, says uh, he doesn't regret seeing Swade. 
But I bet he does secretly. I'll ning over the Sinswipes with you then, I think. <laughs> yeah, he probably would have, mate. But I'll tell you what, yeah, he was mental. Mental. Who were the other headliners that year of Reading? Oh, I remember... Six. I remember fucking... I don't know whether... It, I think it was, was it Metallica or Marilyn Manson. Metallica on like the Load or Reload tour promo, yeah, I'm guessing. I'm sure it was 97... No, it was 97... Was it 96 or 97? I can't remember. No, it weren't 96. So it was 97 then. 97. It was the year I got arrested. What did you get arrested for? Possession of fucking cannabis. <laughs> Swayed, we're on the Friday night. It was on the Friday night? Okay. Yeah. Well, the Mannix was on the same night as them. Uh, no, the Mannix were the headliners on the Saturday oh, night. Oh, was they? Okay. Met- Metallica was Sunday. Yeah. Metallica was Sunday. Well, have a look in the Vans Wow, look at, look at this. Hang on, just this, go down this line-up, like the Friday night. Swayde, Cast, James. I mean, they're all the same. Not they're the same band, but, but the same shit. genre. Them shit. I didn't mind a bit of Cast. Ah, now, now I like James a lot better than I did then. Oh, sit no. down. <laughs> yeah, well, the stuff after that. Stereo Lab. Kinnicky, Fountains of Wayne. They were around then, were they? Stacey's, Stacey's mom. Got it going on, you know. No way, that was like early 2000s, weren't it? Stacey's mom. The Boo Radleys, fuck did I hate oh, them. Oh, I fucking watched them as well. Catatonia. Mm. Cake, remember Cake? No. Go in the distance. A good song, good song. Uh, the Dr. Martin stage. Oh, I've never heard any of them people. And then, is it the Warped? It was the Warped too, the Vans tent. Oh, I, yeah, I can see, because it's really like... You fucking kidding me, Limp Biscuit? Yeah, bro, I didn't see Limp Biscuit. No, why? Yeah, you got sick of it all, Pennywise. Who headlined? Oh, I can't read the word because it's like way too fucking out. Look, it's there. See, it's that. You can't read it. Ugh. Fucking hell. I'm sure it was Pennywise. Well, I thought it was Pennywise. I've got, I've, it says Pennywise. Pennywise are like third on the bill, it says. All right. Um, it, the Saturday night, Mannix, The Orb, Space... The Lemonheads, I didn't mind a little bit of Lemonheads in 93. You had a Lemonheads t-shirt, <laughs> I remember that. And the Cardigans, Republica, Apollo 440, and the Stereophonics were around then, were they? Uh, Eels, the Wannadoyers, Death in Vegas, I didn't realise they were around then. Travis, Travis were kicking around in 96. I don't remember 97. anything about that Saturday, to be fair. It was way too, um, yeah. Uh, Sunday, Metallica, oh, Terrorvision, Bush, Bush were fu- I mean, never as big over as they were in America. Oh, bro, I like Bush. Yeah. Was oh, Marilyn Manson on? Marilyn Manson, fourth on the bill there. Dinosaur Junior, they're a band who have completely passed me by. People always say, oh, Dinosaur Junior, this like fucking ice band. Don't know. Three Colours Red, Feeder, Dog yeah, Eat Dog. Man, three Colours Red, and Dog Eat Dog we've seen as well, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, no, it's not. It's, man, I bet that's like fucking 50 million times better than what Red in 2023 is. Yeah. I don't know what Red in 2023 is, I'm not man. looking. Put it like this, right? That Red in. Put me off festivals for the rest of my life. Oh, okay, yeah. Staying away for the full event. Yeah. Nah, man. The shitters are fucking disgusting. It- and I have to <laughs> open my bowels every fucking day. Do you shit every day? I have to. Yeah. Yeah. I found more recently. I've been trying to like lose weight since Christmas and... Uh, it's, it's affected my shitting. Like, I don't shit nowhere near as much as I used to. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose I'm not putting as much in, so I'm not producing as much yeah. out. So, yeah. <laughs> right, we'll have one more before the break. This is number 11 on the chart. I've got this on 7-inch single, or I did have. I remember you having this. Fucking tune. My 
other day Came to the world in the usual way But there were planes to catch so we've got Cats in the Cradle by Ugly Kid Joe, the uh, Harry Chapin cover. Um, they, they did it differently now, because I think his one has cat apostrophe S in the cradle, and theirs is just cats without the apostrophe, so, I don't know, slight oh. different inflection on the on the meaning, you know? Oh, but, um, I don't know, I don't know if I... I loved everything about you. Yes. Yeah. Um, and there was another one, weren't there? Was there another big one as well? Another single? Uh, off this album I can't remember um, but I don't know at the time I don't think I like this and I mean it's a it's a, it's a good song isn't it just, it is a yes, good song yeah, yeah. Uh, it tells a story it's got all the stuff um, I don't know if I love it I, I, I think it's a bit sad yeah that's, that's why actually it's more that that it's a bit sad it's it's basically isn't it, about a dropout deadbeat dad who raises a kid who just turns out to be a fucking arsehole as well. That's the way I See, it. I didn't see it like that. I thought it was just like anybody being too busy and like working and earning money that they hadn't got the time and then when they're old and they can think, oh, I can spend time with you now, he's trying to earn and do stuff for his own family or something, I don't know. It reminded me... Of my dad growing up because <laughs> no, no, not in a bad you way. You just said he was meant deadbeat dad. <laughs> <laughs> no, the fact that like you know I'd come back from school and I'd you know I'd want my dad to take me over the field and play football with me, and he he promised me that he'd play football, but he'd then when he'd get back from work he'd be like, oh son, I'm too tired, like, and, and I'd be like, oh, you promised and all this shit, and then. 25 years later, it's exactly the same. Yeah, I'll come yeah. back and my kids want me to play with them. And I'm like, oh, I'm fucked. I'm fucked, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know what you so mean. So you've got to make yeah. yourself, and yeah, my yeah. dad, and I used to, my dad you did used to make himself from time to time. Mm. You know, I'm not saying he never did. Because he did, he said, oh, come on then, but he'd only be for half an hour and I'd be gagging for more, like. <laughs> it's a circle of life. Yeah, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's as good a time as any to take a break, yeah. Uh, we'll be back with the second half of the chart. What are you thinking so far? Well, it's had some good songs on so far. I got Maiden, obviously, Cats mm-hmm. in the Cradle. Mm-hmm. Um, there was another song which I said was a tune. Yeah. What was that? Alice in Chains? Oh, yeah, that was before the 20, but yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Hey, right, we'll come back. Hopefully the second half is... Um, that's some more bangers, yeah? Well, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> All right, we're back in a minute. Get in touch with the show directly via email at jukeboxpod at gmail.com. You can search up Personal Jukebox Podcast on Facebook and find out what's going on over there. You can follow the show on Instagram at jukeboxpod. And leave a rating, review, spread the message, spread the word. Personal Jukebox Podcast. Hey!
got to be about this kind of era, hasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> okay, we're back with part two of the Jukebox Pod episode looking at the chart countdown. I never actually said it's from the 20th of March, 1993. Um, so, yeah, that's not far off where we are now. Well, the last one we left off on was Ugly Kid Joe, Cats in the Cradle. And we'll come back in. We're on the top ten now. Les, I don't know if it is actually going to get any better, but... um. <laughs> <laughs> I think we can talk for a little bit here. I think this is off the highest-selling soundtrack of all time. Um, it may have—I don't know if it's overtaken by the Titanic one later, but is this off the Bodyguard? Yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> Did you see that? It was like all in the papers and on radio shows and stuff about people because it's a live Bodyguard stadium, um, stadium um, stage show at the moment, like the musical. And oh, people on, on uh, the West End. That's it, yeah. And then people were getting chucked out because they were singing along to the songs. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so, Whitney Houston, I'm Every Woman, uh, Shaka Khan cover, I believe, yeah? Yes, I remember Shaka Khan doing it. Well, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> This week is at number 10. It, the highest it got was number 4. You know, Whitney and her mom actually sing backing vocals on Shaka Khan's original version. Do they really? Yes, fact of the day, fact wow. fans. <laughs> That's blown my mind, that is. <laughs> Now, I can definitely remember my mum and dad, you know, around the, uh, the the CD system having the Bodyguard soundtrack. Oh. I know. No, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, Christ, I never listened to it. I was like, I think I spoke about it on an episode recently, but I definitely watched The Bodyguard, or have been made to watch The Bodyguard. And I just always thought that Whitney Houston came across as incredibly unlikable on it. Well, her character in the film. You seen it? I saw it years ago. Yes. Um, And I just thought it was shit. I'm not a Kevin Costner fan neither as well. No, nor am I. He like... I don't think he's expressive enough as an actor. I mean, he's... (coughs) I mean, he's been in, like, Flop of the film, Waterworld. Oh, yes, I remember that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Shit film. Weren't it like at the time they said it was the highest budget for a film? And it flopped. I've never seen it. I have. It's it's a bit like Mad Max, but it's on water and it's just. Okay. It's not very good. No. Yeah, she's in the bodyguard. (laughs) Should we leave that song? Should we we leave that song alone? Do you want to talk about Whitney? Um, We can talk about Whitney if you want. Cracking voice. Move on. <laughs> Whitney or Mariah? Fucking neither. If you had to pick, Whitney. Oh, see, I'd, I'd lean the other way, but yeah. Mariah's more screechy and like, ooh, nails down the blackboard. <laughs> Number nine on the chart. I didn't realise this band were around in '93. 
if you were um, a couple of years later, I can definitely remember, and I think probably everybody met somebody like this, somebody who thought they were way too cool for school, who were like, oh yeah, bro, I liked, uh, I liked their early, their early stuff. It's a band that I absolutely hated at the time. <laughs> yeah. But I can appreciate oh, the musicianship of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And his voice. Mm. But I hated it at the time. I hated he, it. Yeah, I mean, he, they got bigger, didn't they, later on when yeah. he was doing, um, oh, fucking hell, like the big album, like after this one, he was doing Cosmic Girl and, you know, all Space that kind Cowboy of shit. And that. Yeah, I think Space Cowboy's off this album, I think. Um, this is very much like space. It is very, yeah. You could break into him. This is the return of, of the space cowboy. cowboy. And you could yeah. sing them lyrics over this, but yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, he actually has, or he did, like have a cracking voice, really, if you think about it, for the music. Andy Bang, Denise Van Outen, in her prime. Oh, like prime, Denise. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Definitely. And he was, you know, he was somebody out there who was doing the rock star shit of getting him, getting him punch-ups with photographers and, you know, like that kind of garb. Yeah, Too Young to Die, this is. The single version is 3.22. The album version is 6.05. But the full version is 10.18. Oh, but it's just like fucking eight and a half minutes in. <laughs> eight and a half minutes of bollocks. This is the highest it got. As I say, I didn't know... <laughs> Jimmy until probably the album after, I'll be honest. Okay, and then the next one, number eight, this one came as a surprise to me. I'm surprised that got so hard on the charts, to be fair. Yeah, it's the Scream, and uh, no, it's the Short Sharp Shock EP. Because um, there's only a few tracks they put in the singles chart, basically. This is Scream, Scream Major, Scream Major, how do you pronounce that? I thought it was, I thought it was Trigger Inside. No, no. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is the oh, highest yeah. it got. It was a new entry, this was at number eight. Um, yeah, I mean... I have spoken on the podcast before around this kind of era, first getting into buying Krang and those kind of magazines. The big Brit rock scene. We spoke about it on the Wild Arts episode, didn't we? You got like Therapy, um, the Wild Arts, and oh god, who were the bands? Like Gun, Terravision, Little Angels. Little Angels, you know, they had a number one album, didn't they, the year before, I think. Therapy, though, was you ever? Mingle more into therapy. Hmm. Um, we was see, I, I don't really like them that much. Um, 
I mean, I was unfortunate enough to see them twice. <laughs> two years on the bounce at, at uh, Donington Monsters of Rock. Yes. We yes. went to our first one in 94. Yeah. Um, and therapy was on. We went the year after and fuck me, that was on the bill again. <laughs> on the main stage. The greedy bastards. <laughs> they could have fucking put, you know. There's still, still a band there, aren't they? I think so. I mean, is it Andy Kynes? That's singer? it, yeah, yeah. <coughs> he's done Cairns, some, Kynes, yeah. He's done uh, plenty of backing vocals on some of the wild art stuff. Yeah, well, that that scene, as I say, yeah. they were there. Um, yeah, and, and all was, right. Yeah, the, I mean, fucking hell, it's a welcome respite from I'm Every Woman, all yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah. But I definitely do think that it was the magazines at the time, wasn't it, pushing the kind of your, your dad grunge coming across from America, and they were thinking, fucking hell, we need like a UK scene. Mm, yeah, and they really pushed those bands and. Man, fair play. We we covered the fuck album, which is the year after this, isn't it? Ninety four, is that right? Or ninety five? Ninety five, Okay, so it's a little bit after. But the Wild Arts were obviously around at this time. Well, it's Earth Versus was ninety three. That's right, yeah. So you know, there was a scene. There was definitely a, 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 a Brit rock scene, wasn't there? This is this is when television were big as well, I'm thinking. That was ninety four, yeah, sorry, that yeah, was ninety four, yeah. A bit later television, yeah. a year later I'd say. But yeah, therapy, it's, you know, perfectly acceptable. It's, yes, it's Bringing a, a bit of riffs. A, a refreshing change. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And now for something completely different. What's up, man? Oh, 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 oh. Sick of time of 5 running up on the block, you know what I'm saying? Yo, Snow, they came around looking for you the other day. Word, word, bust it. Tune. <laughs> Informer, you know, say that I'm a stormy, I go blam. I like it, bum bum bam. Take the man that say that I'm a stormy, slam, slam, but I don't lay. I like it, bum bum bam. Informer, you know, say that I'm a O'Brien, otherwise known as Snow. I just know him as Snow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Informer. The highest this this was on its ascent up the chart. Last week it was at 24, this week's it's at number 7. It's going to get up to 2. Really? Uh, yeah. It's number one because they played this today all the time on Radio One. Yes, all the while, man. And uh, I, I, I actually, um, I did buy the seven-inch single of it because I, I really I, I, the music yeah. you were into at the time. Yes, yeah, still I, was in, I was impressed with it. It was different. It was a white. It was a white lad rapping. A lot of proper like staccato rap kind of. Yeah, yeah, it was quite. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, I enjoyed it. To be fair, I enjoyed it. I did. It was a refreshing change. At the current time, it was number one in the USA. Seven weeks, it um, it stayed at number one in America. So I mean, he was fucking big. He was in jail when the sun came out. Was he? Mm. He was he, in jail. Go on. He was one of them like Vanilla Ice, one eh? Yeah. He, he yeah. released one song that was, yeah. that was that good. He just couldn't follow it up. It was it was based on an incident where he was charged with two counts of attempted murder. That's right. what all the lyrics are about and everything. And he was like locked up at the time. I think he eventually got acquitted of the charges. Um, and yeah, I mean, there's, I'm sure there was a, an, a version of this released a couple of years ago with like... Oh, have you ever heard of Daddy Yankee? Um, it is like dance tracks. And there was a female singer, an American female... Oh, no, Katy Perry. It's Katy Perry, Snow and Daddy Yankee. No, not heard that. No. But... Uh, 
But yeah, man, a bit of snow. And in form, I mean, fucking this was everywhere at the time. Yeah, tune, Now, Les, going back to like kind of around the area where era where we hung out together. Yes? Yeah. All the time, every day. I remember you vehemently hating this next song. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so let's see in 2023 if you still do. Lenny Kravitz, are you going to go my way? <laughs> This changes my mind because I'm pretty sure when I first got into... Actually, see, I said this was around the, the turn of me getting into real music. This was fucking all over MTV. Like, all over MTV. It was such an MTV video. I'd never heard of Lenny Kravitz. Mm-hmm. Until Guns N' Roses um, played the Hippodrome in Paris. And it was like the, the week before I went to see him in 93. And um, they introduced the special guest on stage with them, Lenny Kravitz. And he came on and he played a GNR song with them. And then he played one of his own songs, and Slash was playing along with him. And I thought, who is this cunt? <laughs> because the song that they played, the Lenny Kravitz song that they played, was shit. Oh, really? It was shit. It weren't this one. No, it was this one. No. no. And. Um, and then he released this, and I just thought it was too repetitive. It's just the same riff all the it's way the through. It's the same riff yeah. all the way through, and I just yeah. thought it was boring, and uh, I just thought it was shit. I, and, and I still I still do. You still do now, yeah. Yeah. I, I always have thought that Lenny Kravitz is just style over substance. Oh. He's like all about the fucking image and all about the what, what the cunt looks like. Yeah. Do you know, I wanna get away. Oh, God, I, I hated that. Now, I, I wa- didn't mind Oh, didn't you? That. Oh, that, I didn't mind that, That's the only man. one that I really like. Oh, but it's God. shit, in it? It's just, yeah. I don't like Lenny Kravitz. I've got nothing against him as a person. No, 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 no. But he probably I mean, is a bit of a bellend, isn't he? Well, oh, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> massive scarf, massive coat as well. I've seen him with a massive coat on. It's like a proper fucking pimp jacket, like I mean, huge. I wanted to try and like him because Slash liked him. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, how stupid is that? No, that's fair though, isn't but, it? Yeah. You know, but I just couldn't get into it. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, like fucking Lena. He wanted to like you because Slash liked you, but no. Nah. <laughs> Um, th- that single is about Jesus. Oh, are you going to go my way? Is the way of the Lord? Is what is, oh. is asking the question. Well, there you go then. It was never a single in the US. This was like the kind of era where in America they were really trying to focus the public on buying albums. They've never really had a mega singles chart, have they? And they'd release singles, well, release singles to radio stations to play just to drive people to the shops to buy the albums because that's right. where the money is at yeah. the end of the day, isn't it? Oh, there's so many covers of this song. Tom Jones has done one. Uh, Robbie Williams, Mel B. Uh, 
honestly, there must have been a dozen when I looked through. I can't understand why because it's a shit song. Because to the to the masses and to the the norm thing, it's like oh man, that's a, it's the song for like cunts who think that air guitar is cool. Oh yeah, but <laughs> I struck a chord. Listen, mate, I wouldn't air guitar to that. <laughs> And I class myself as an air guitar expert. <laughs> an air guitar connoisseur. Yeah. I remember once, I can't remember where we were, I think it was in Gaz's bedroom. Okay. Um, one of the years where his parents was away, obviously. Yeah. Metallic was on or something, and I was air guitaring, and Elv was impressed at, <laughs> at how accurate my air guitar was. You're really, really picking out the notes there. Yeah, I was, I was, and I do, and I tend to, and I, I think I've got pretty impressive air guitar structure. Yeah, good technique. Good technique, man. I'm not all for, I'm not all one of them who's swinging about and being all gay and all that. Have you seen when I, they had the, the competition? Yeah, they, they do. But I'd stand there and I could proper master of puppets and it would look like I was playing the think proper fair do. fair do. <laughs> but you know there you go if only this was a video podcasting we could fucking no, you stick don't, you out no there because I'm wearing my fucking scruffs that I've been wearing all fucking day <laughs> so it's still in 2023 you're not down with that now not that song no okay um, here's your old boy and your new boy So listening to this and listening back to it, I thought to myself, is this the last good Michael Jackson song? You know what I mean? To be fair though, Sai, when when I found Maiden, I I, I, I stopped listening to Michael Jackson. Mm. Um, So I don't really... I don't really know anything after bad, to be fair. Oh, okay. okay. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, this is off Dangerous, so this is like the album after. Yeah. yeah. I mean, oh, he was just a born entertainer, wasn't he? Oh, fucking hell, yeah, you know. Superb. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tragic life. Yeah, yes. Oh, Tragic yeah, completely life. mixed up. And, and, and I don't believe for one minute he was ever a fucking paedophile. You don't think he fiddled, no? No. Absolutely I, not. I think there's probably... He wh- is as innocent as he comes across as. I know he's a bit weird, but oh, he, didn't, he didn't have a fucking childhood, man. His childhood was just non-existent. Mm. Oh, fuck yeah, he was, like, working, wasn't he? He was working at yeah. four. Yeah, yeah, Um. Yeah, I don't know really where I stand on it. I think it's either got to mm. be... He really probably did cross the line, or... He just did stuff which... Uh, you can look at anything two ways, can't you? Yeah. Mm. And it's, it's all about... For me, all that kind of stuff's really all about intent, really. I just don't... I just don't think... Yeah. I just think he's as innocent as he, he come across. He genuinely loves kids like I love puppies. Yeah, well, and, what, and, one and, way or the other, he loves kids. One way or the other. Well, yeah, what, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. One way or the other, he loves kids. But I I, I genuinely think he had a good heart. And there was 
And, oh, I do. No, no, no. He loves kids like I love puppies. That's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> In the video, we got Slash, we got Gilby Clark, we got Living Colours, um, yeah. Musculins, and um, I mean, did, did you see the Michael Jackson video where fucking? I think it, is it this song actually? Where it's got Slash on stage with him. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah, Slash yeah. is going off on one. Yeah, and yeah. And he fucking gets angry and he goes, hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> and Slash is just ignoring him. He's fucking... <laughs> and then he's just going, wow, wow, wow. And you fucking he's like lost. proper lost rag with him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I was like, fucking hell, Michael. <laughs> I mean, I know it's your show and everything, but that's fucking Slash you're talking <laughs> to, you cunt. Slash was completely lost in the, um, in the music at that yeah, point, wasn't right? I? We'll, we'll get a bit of it. I think it's around now where he comes in. I think that might be my favourite song out of the top 20 so far. That's got that. That's got that epic Jacko feel to it. Well, I, you can just tell that slash a million miles away. Mm. Oh, you can, yeah, hundred percent. But I don't know. I, I just think that might be the, the last. It just good Michael Jackson song. Well, put it like this: it, it that that stirred something in my chest because mm. it just reminded me of being a kid. Fantastic air music and artists can have that thing, and Jacko definitely has got it. You can still hear them songs now, man. Radio station looks smooth, and then thing will still play Jacko songs, and they get any treat, man. The yeah. good Jackson songs are up there with the good songs of any artist, really. Yeah, aren't they? Unfortunately, though, we have to get back to our top forty, and I'll be honest with you, that's the best it's gonna get because <laughs> number four on the chart is this. I tell you what, fuck me, I hate this kind of shit. Pop pickers, stick it out, right, not off. The comic relief single for 1993 had your bald-headed mates, right, when said Fred. You're on the doctor's couch, you've got to stick it out. Oh, I fucking remember this. <laughs> you want to be a world champ, you've got to stick it right out. So don't be afraid to risk it. You know you must stay optimistic You're gonna laugh <laughs> If you stick it out <laughs> Right, hang on Let's just fucking stop there for a second It's wanking it there Fuck back <laughs> Listen this, Do you know when I said to you earlier That the shit And the shit Well that is shit and you know it's shit I mean. To me, it's that. It's so... I'm not fucking like a conspiracy guy or anything, really. But it's like fucking so dripping in BBC. It's got fucking Jules Holland doing the music. It's like um, the wenches from Birds of a Feather on it. Uh, what's his name? Ooh, pot pickers. Fucking suck my dick. Kind of thing. Uh. And, yeah, I don't know, man. I, I'm, I'm not one for a charity single. There you go. Hey, I'm behind the, 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 the thing they're trying to do is a good thing. It's a good deed. It's, yes. Yeah. But Ning said on 
episode, Live Aid episode. And every time we was at school, every year it was comic relief. They'd be selling the um, the noses. The red noses. And it'd be like, you know, oh, I'll be a cunt for comic relief. You know, do something fucking stupid for comic relief. And I don't know. I, I never did anything stupid for comic relief. <laughs> did you be a cunt for comic relief? Um, <laughs> I just... It's one of them fucking emotional blackmail things in it. I mean, it's a good cause and everything. Fantastic cause, yes. It, it is a good cause. And the trouble with charities is this, right? If you give them something, they fucking want more, right? <laughs> now, I was at home a few yeah. years back watching the telly and this charity advert come on. Uh, these kids in fucking Albania or whatever in the winter, mm-hmm. um, uh, and they were freezing cold. Could yeah. you fucking buy them a blanket for a fiver? Buy a, a fiver will get them a thick blanket yeah. that will keep them warm for the winter. So I was like, I'll buy one of them a blanket. Yeah. So I fucking text the number. I'll text a fiver for a blanket, mate. They fucking over the next week they. Inundated me with text messages. Thank you for your donation, but please, could you make this a monthly fucking thing? Okay, and could you yeah. double it to ten pounds a month? And I'm just like, fuck you, man! <laughs> I've just fucking bought someone a fucking blanket off that price And if I want to buy another one a blanket, I'll I'll fucking on my own bat buy him a blanket. Stop hassling me. See, I mean... I fucking hate it when they shake the tin under your nose. Oh, like when you're out and about, like, yeah. doing stuff. Yeah. If I see them stood there, and I can see that they're reputable... But yes. And I've got a bit of change in my pocket... Yeah. I'll fucking give it to them and I'll get a sticker or a fucking... But if they're coming up to me... Uh... And I fucking hate it when they knock on your door. They're piss-taking bastards. Yeah, I had somebody Fuck come... Fuck off. I had somebody come and knock on my door a couple of... Uh, well, probably, it was probably about a year ago now. Um, I can't remember what the cause was. But, yeah, I, I, that was the only time I've ever had that. Somebody come and knock on the door. And they wanted me to sign up to give them something and then I'd get into, them, into like, um, their lottery or something as uh, well. Where I, did, I didn't do it, but... Yeah. Another thing I spoke about recently is, you know, when you used to give a quid... Or two quid. But now it's like five or ten yeah. or, or twenty, isn't it? I ain't got twenty quid to buy. <laughs> <laughs> See, once, right, I see the lad um, who was homeless, right? I was at work. Yeah. yeah. He was fucking homeless. Mm-hmm. We was in the centre of fucking London. Mm. It's fucking freezing cold. It's like three o'clock in the morning and he just sat there dithering. And I, I'd, I was crewed up with another lad, and I'd just finished my shift. So I just said, pull over. I got my wallet out. I says, mate, I've only got a fiver. I give him a fucking fiver. And then I took my fucking fleece off, and I give him my fleece. I says, you need it more than what I do, pal. Okay. That is my charity. I get that, I get so that. So don't knock on my door and fuck <laughs> off your comic relief singles. <laughs> Has there ever been a good comic relief single? Yes, there was. Fucking Peter Kay is this the way to Amarillo. Did you like that? He was fucking brilliant. But fucking Jimmy Savile ruined it, didn't he? Because he was in it. Oh, was he in it? He was in it being a fucking paedophile. He was in it being a paedophile? Well, he was in it. Oh, yeah. being as he was a paedophile. He was actually just living the life of a paedophile, yeah. And Peter Kay actually joked about it on his new tour, hadn't he? 
Oh, I don't know. Yeah, he was saying about, oh, it's a brilliant fucking song, brilliant video, but nobody can watch it anymore because that shit house Jimmy Savile's in it. No way, yeah. fucking hell. No, yeah, because he would have still been alive then, wouldn't they? Yeah, he was. He was uh, about 90... No, not what I'm on about. No, 2000... 2000 early 2000s. 2008. Yeah. Oh, that's smaller. right, yeah. I don't know. Oh, I don't know. We're going off the topic. We are, yeah, yeah, yeah. Number three. We've got Mr. Loverman, 93. Now, I can remember this being released earlier. So it was um, in 92. It was only the year before. I definitely remember uh, Neil Morgan at school was well into a bit of Shabba Ranks. Um, it's based on the 1988 Champion Lover by... Um, oh, man. I don't know what her name is. Deborah or something. Deborah Glasgow. Like she does that, not gonna give tonight. And then Shabba got his hands on it. And yeah. I mean, that's, sh- you know, it goes, Shabba, that's actually Maxi Priest from uh, a song that they did a couple of years earlier. <laughs> <laughs> this reminds me of going around the chimp's ass on a Saturday afternoon getting pissed up because that was quite tolerant of my heavy metal. And they used to let me play it a bit. Like, I remember playing Slayer and Megadeth there and the Choir Boys and all that, and yeah. they tolerated it. But they'd play a lot of their shit, and it was bollocks like this. Mate. And it's bollocks, in it. This was when I first knew you, yeah. The other people who you knew at the time. Yeah, the chimps and all their wankers. This was fucking, this was, this was like fucking what them people were into. Yeah. Bollocks? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, this is this is what I was on about when I said about the, like the whole ragger scene in that early nineties. Yeah, it's bollocks in it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this. Co- Do you remember when he was on uh, the Word? Uh, uh, this Shabaranks. No, he was on the Word, and what was his name with the with the with the hair? He he, he hosted Nevermind the Buzzcocks later. Oh, uh, Mark Lamar. Yeah, it was Mark Lamar. In one of Shabarank's songs, it was like really like strenuously like anti-gay, like fucking excessively so possibly. Um, and I'm sure Mark Lamar like picked him up on it, and he was like fucking. That's bullshit, that is, mate. And he's like, no, 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 no. It's like, nah, it's bullshit, that is. And he, he proper, like, as the kids would say, he proper owned him. Like, yeah. kind of, like really, like, dropped one on him. But, um, Shabba Manx, Shabba Ranks, Mr. Loverman, not for me. Shit. Number two on the chart. It probably ain't going to get a lot better. Number two on the chart, as I said, next week on the chart, this would be the number one single, and it'd stay there for two weeks. Yeah, I know, it was fucking everywhere, wasn't it? It was like shit in a field, this song was. (laughs) 
<laughs> Shaggy, did you know that he was a, a former Marine? I couldn't give a shit. I, I didn't know that, though. Yeah. I, I know that it wasn't him. You are? I know that it wasn't him. Oh, it wasn't him? Oh, yeah. Oh, dear. Yeah, sorry. I just fucking <laughs> walked Wake right up. into that. Wake yeah, up. yeah, 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 yeah. It wasn't me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Shaggy, man. Shit. Shitty. I mean... <laughs> I, I mean, he made he made his money, didn't he? He got fa- he got his fifteen minutes of fame. He exploited a niche. He, he, yeah, he, he yeah. basically trod. Well, I don't know what he was shit. shit. <laughs> Not my cup of tea. Pretty all right, there. Oh, he's made his money and um, fair play to the fucker. He's um, yeah. We used to sing. Up your vagina. <laughs> I can't tell you what we used to sing. I'll tell you off podcast. Okay. But, um, yeah. um, right, before we hit the number one single, just a quick look at the album chart as well for this week. Number 10 on the UK album chart was Take That's Take That and Party. Fucking massive in the early 90s. Oh, shit, man. Take That. Just... I hated Take That mm-hmm. at the time, mm. but uh, I like the the later Take That stuff. Mm. You know, it's yeah. not bad. It's no, not the, bad. there's one song that's really good, and I can't remember what it is, but yeah. Yeah, I don't know. But fucking them. Nah. Nah. That's all oiled up. Oiled they were up, targeted right? towards the audience, weren't yeah, they? Yeah. yeah. Uh, number nine was the KD Lang album. We spoke about her yeah. earlier. <laughs> number eight was Rod. Rod Stewart on his album Lead Vocalist. He had a big single out in 93-93-93-93-93-93-93-93-93-93-93-93-93-93-93-93-93-93-93-93-93-93-93-93-93-93-93-93-93-93-93-93-93-93-93-93-93-93-93-93-93-93-93-93-93-93-93-93-93-93-
were saying it was everywhere like shit in a field. This was everywhere like shit in a field. <laughs> there, there, there's no talent. No, 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 no. Well, it was spitting image who did the um, the piss tank, didn't they? There's no lyrics at the time as well. Shit. There is 73 no's in the song. I counted them myself. Uh, the UK version only featured, because um, it was the girl and the lad, wasn't there? Yes. Yeah, in Two Unlimited. So the UK version had all, um, oh, I've forgotten her name, but Ray, the lad, all his like, raps were cut out of the UK version because we don't want to hear his fucking stuff, apparently. Um, yeah, and he was a bit like, he was a bit pissed off about it. Do you remember the video? They were in like a pinball machine? Not really. No? Sort of. <laughs> I remember he was everywhere. Yeah. Uh, too unlimited for the uninitiated. Un- the uninitiated. Five weeks at number one. This was sixteen weeks on the chart. In nineteen ninety-five, there was a Dutch version, which which Too Unlimited were from from Holland, weren't they? Yeah. Yeah. It was by the Smurfs, and it went to number one for five weeks in Holland as well. Yeah. What what do you got to say about it then? And on that bombshell. <laughs> it's a quintessential 90s song. Well, it it, it it comes down to the shit and the shit again and this is shit. You know what? It was everywhere and I can't believe people actually like it. I I mean, <laughs> I mean it it baffles me. I mean, it's not better now. You know? I think the chart is probably worse now than it was in 93. I haven't listened to that. It's it, shit. It, it, the chart, the general charts are crap, aren't they? Let's be honest. In 93, do you think that is really representational of, of what you were listening to at the time? We had a bit of Maiden in there. You liked, you liked a bit of Ugly Kid Joe. See, Therapy was bringing the Brit Rock kind of thing. Um, Jacko was literally just like gone out for you, yeah? Yeah, but I was forced to listen to that on the radio. I couldn't I couldn't say turn the fucking radio off. Got to yeah. listen to it. Yeah, I mean, it is it's, it's a bit of a damp squid to end on. But, um, yeah, I hope, I hope you've enjoyed that. Uh, yeah, <laughs> of course I have. I hope you, the listener, have enjoyed that as well. Uh, if you want to get in touch, tell us tell us that chart countdown was a bag of wank, or <laughs> I'll tell you what, you really liked it and you wished for a return to the times of the early 90s, then get in touch at jukeboxpod at gmail.com, Facebook, Instagram, all the sha-la-la-la-la. Les, thank you very much for joining me on the episode. Have you got anything you want to plug or say about, or no? No, no, no. No? Um, do you have a song to play out with? Yes, I have, and I've thought about this. Mm. Um, so I'm going back to 1993. Oh, okay, yeah. And obviously, MTV was like a new. Th- well, what, what, what new was it? But like, for us, but for us, yeah, it was. And there was a show called Headbangers Ball on a Sunday night. There was indeed. And I used to fucking get like listen to low. Like, oh, who's this? Who's this? Oh, what video? Rush out by the album. Well, one of these bands was a band called Life of Agony. 
and the song was called Through and Through. And I watched the video and I thought, wow, <laughs> what a tune this is. And I rushed out and I bought the album the next day. Anybody who's uh, going to listen to a coming up episode on 80s and 90s metal, you may hear a bit of Life and Agony there, Life of Agony there as well. So this is Through and Through. cleansing the palate isn't it yeah after listening to the music we've listened to then yeah <laughs> and uh, do you know about the singer of life of agony no no i don't know a lot about life of agony okay then yeah go on go on he's um he's still the singer oh but he's uh, now a she yes and he's full up and everything he's like had the fucking whole but shebang he, but he still sounds like she still sounds yeah. like him now no way. Mental. It's a bit weird, like. Are, are they still like a? They're still a band and doing it. Yeah, yeah. Well, put it like this, right? He left. Yeah. He left. Um, oh, I can't remember what year it was, but we went to Milton Keynes Bowl, didn't we, for the for the Ozfest? Mm-hmm. And Life of Agony was on the bill, but and Whitfield Crane from Ugly Kid Joe was singing for him. Oh, okay. And he was a bit shit. Yeah. Oh, because he he, he's got quite a unique voice. And yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. I keep calling him him. He, well, he, then he was he. Well, then yeah, he was. But yeah. He's a she now. Yeah. Okay. Fucking yeah. hell. Do your yeah. research on that one, then. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's a story to tell. Right. Thank you very much, Les. You're welcome, man. Loved it. Thank you very yeah. much. Uh, cheers for listening, and see you next time. Word. Well,